Praise God. Praise God. Real quick before you're seated, make contact with somebody. Lord, we thank you for your presence. We feel your presence. We feel faith. And we're believing that something powerful is happening. We're believing that you can fill somebody with the Holy Ghost this morning, evidenced by speaking in other tongues. We're believing that you can refill somebody with the Holy Ghost. We're believing that somebody can have their sins washed away in the only saving name of Jesus Christ. We're believing your anointing is about to destroy the yoke off of somebody. We're believing that somebody's about to come out, God, of what the enemies have been bound in, God. Lord, that a captive is going to be set free. Lord, we're believing that somebody can be healed of that thing, Lord, that is attacking them. And we thank you right now. Anoint me as I deliver your word. Let us hear what the Spirit is saying, God. Let every heart be receptive, God. Right now, Lord, we declare it in Jesus' name. Clap your hands one more time. Praise God. Amen. You may be seated. Remember, next Sunday night is our Memorial Day event. All campuses will be here from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. It is going to be absolutely exciting. I believe this is going to be our greatest Memorial Day event ever. We'll have food trucks, we'll have inflatables, obstacle courses, video game trucks, basketball. This year we've got something new that we've never had before, and that's axe throwing. So let me hear it from the axe throwers in the house. All right, Sister Amanda, nine months pregnant. She says she's ready to go. So I don't know if she will be out of the hospital by Sunday from having the baby. But if she is, she's going to be out there. And uh, you should be afraid because she's going to take home the trophy. So, but it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. So be looking for somebody that you can bring with you. Let's pack it out. Let's have a huge crowd and have an amazing time. Today I want to preach to you from this subject, there's a stirring in the pig pen. Turn to your neighbor and say, there's a stirring in the pig pen. In the book of Luke, we're going to be covering a very familiar passage for many, so don't let it bore you today, because I know that the Lord knows what he's doing this morning. I've been on this passage all weekend, and I'm excited for what the Lord has for us. Chapter 15, beginning in verse 11, and he said, A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he, meaning the father, Divided unto them, meaning his two sons, 
Praise God. That always gets you. His living. And we see in this request that it was a disrespectful and a rebellious request. Essentially saying to his father, I wish you were dead. That I just want what you can give to me. And I want to, praise God. And I want to go my way. He said, I, I, I don't want to be here with you. I want to live my life. And in this moment, when we see the father obliging and giving the son what he has asked for, it reminds me of our heavenly father who is a gentleman. He is a heavenly father who gives us talents and abilities. I don't know what's going on in town right now, but the devil's obviously not happy about what Bishop and God are up to. So he said we were going to be tied in. Let's go, devil. We've been here before. This ain't our first rodeo. We love a good fight, devil. So go ahead, because you're messing with the wrong church and the wrong people of God. And have your way right now, Lord. Anoint the bishop. Let your angels be there with him to carry out what you're doing right now, Jesus. Yay! The devil is an idiot, and he loses every time. So the father obliges, and, and that reminds me of our God who gives us gifts and talents and brains and ability, and he puts destiny on our life, and then he gives us a choice, and he lets us choose whether we want to take everything that he has given us. Everything that he has put into our hands and to do whatever we want to do with it and to walk away and live our own life. And it reminds me of at times when God will give somebody what they are asking for if they push him too much. We may need to try a different mic. Because sometimes it's not a blessing from God and sometimes it's not a bribe from the devil. Sometimes you can push God to the point where he says, here, I'm going to give you what you want. This is not going to go well, but I'm going to go ahead and give you what you want. So I would caution somebody today, don't push God too much. Let him give you what he wants to give you in his timing. The Bible says not many days after the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living. He took his journey into a far country. That's the problem with choosing sin. The minute that you take a step, you will absolutely lose control. The minute that you walk out, God told Cain that 
Sin croucheth at the door. It lieth at the door that the enemy is ready to take you out. And so if you refuse to do right, you need to know that it's not going to go well. That you will end up far away from where you thought that you would. That all it takes is a moment for things to begin to spin out of control. And we see this with this young man that when he decided to be worldly that he lost his substance. And it says in verse 14, And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land. And he began to be in want. Somebody say, he began to be in want. Proverbs 13, 25, the Passion Translation says, The lovers of God will have more than enough. But the wicked will always lack. In 25 reads, there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. Proverbs 23 verses 17 and 18, amplified version says, do not let your heart envy sinners. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't envy the sinners. Who live godless lives and have no hope of salvation. But continue to live in the reverent, worshipful fear of the Lord day by day. Surely there is a future and a reward. And your hope and expectation will not be cut off. Proverbs 14, 11 through 14, the passing translation. The household... Of the wicked is soon torn apart, while the family of the righteous flourishes. You can rationalize it all you want and justify the path of error you have chosen. But you'll find out in the end that you took the road to destruction. Superficial laughter can hide a heavy heart, but when the laughter ends, the grief and the pain resurfaces. Those who turn from the truth get what they deserve, but a good person receives a sweet reward. Verse 14 in the Living Bible translation says, The backslider gets bored with himself. The godly man's life is exciting. I want to tell somebody this morning, if you're thinking of walking away, don't do it. I want to tell somebody this morning, if the enemy has come and he has begun to entice you, if he has begun to speak to you and to convince you that perhaps everything that you really need is here and that perhaps you could find a better life out there, don't listen to him. Because what happened to that young man will happen to you. You will walk out full and you will end up empty. You will walk out blessed and you will end up broken. I want to tell a young person in this place, do not make the decision that that young man made. Don't walk away from spiritual covering. Don't buck up against parental authority. Don't dare to think that you know better than those that God has placed in your life. But stay 
stay in the right place. Stay in the Father's house because there's nothing good out there for you. You will end up desperate. You will be drained. He began to be in want. He was drained financially. He was drained emotionally. He was drained spiritually. He was drained mentally. He had nothing. The life that seemed to be working well for just a fleeting moment now was not going well at all. The Bible says, and he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat. And no man gave unto him. He got so desperate that the pig's food began to look good to him. He got so low that there was almost an animal sense that began to rule in him. Psalm 73, 21 and 22 says, Then I realized that my heart was bitter, and I was all torn up inside. I was so foolish and ignorant, I must have seemed like a senseless animal to you. Sin will lead you to an animal-like condition. Sin will lead you to being completely broken and absolutely senseless. But in verse 17, there began to be a turn. In verse 17, there was an awakening. And the Bible says, and when he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. And am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven. And in thy sight, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe, and put it on him. And put a ring on his hand, that ring of authority, not jewelry. And shoes on his feet. And bring hither the fatted calf, and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead. And is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. So he began to be in want. And he joined himself to someone in that country. But he could not find hope. He began to be in want. And he pushed a little bit further. But there were no allies. He was alone. Jeremiah 30 verses 14 and 15 says, All your allies have forgotten you. They care nothing for you. I have struck you as an enemy would and punished you as would the cruel. Because your guilt is so great and your sins so many. Why do you cry out over your wound? Your pain that has no cure. 
Because of your great guilt and many sins, I have done these things to you. 1 Corinthians 15, 34 says, Come back to your senses as you ought and stop sinning. 2 Timothy 2, 26, And that they may come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil, having been held captive by him to do his will. So here he was. He was held captive by the adversary. He is off track. He's not thinking correctly. He is not thinking clearly. And he begins to reach the end of the rope of rebellion. The pseudo friendships are gone. He had been invited to all the parties before, but now he was alone and there was nobody to care for him. There was nobody to give him anything. Everybody seemed to have loved him before, but now he is loved by no one. He was eating steaks and living good, and now he's looking at pig's food, and it is appealing to him. But we see that when he was living his party life, he was not asking himself that we can see, what am I doing here? We see that when he was living reckless and he was living wild, that he is not contemplating going back home. And we see that if, even when he runs out of money, that when he reaches the point where things begin to go south, that he still does not go back home. But he begins to press forward even further into his rebellion. He begins to walk even further into the path that he is on. But in that pig pen, there was a stirring. In that pig pen, when he reached the end of the rope, he began to be awakened. In that pig pen, he came to his senses. There came a point where he had gone far enough. There came a point where he bottomed out and something began to happen. 2 Corinthians 4 verses 3 and 4 says, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Satan has blinded people. He is blinding people all across this city, all across this nation, all across this world. The spirits of hell, the spirit of iniquity binds people up to do their own will. They don't think clearly. They do not think correctly. They are not right with God this morning and many are not concerned. But I feel something stirring in the atmosphere. I believe that something is going to break. I believe that people are going to begin to be in want and they may not show up right away I want to tell somebody today maybe you've got a lost child in the world they may not be in this altar this morning but that doesn't mean that they haven't begun to be in want they, they may not be looking to the church just yet we may not have a lot of sinners in this city looking to the church just yet but I've got the faith that they have begun to be
being won. I've got the faith that God is draining some people this morning, that he's draining their resources, that he's draining the influence that the enemy has on them. I've got the faith to believe that the enemy is being drained in this city right now. I've, I've got the faith that this morning across this metro that witchcraft and its influence is being drained, that people may not be running to the church house just yet, but the Lord is at work in Louisville, and the Lord is at work in Jeff, and the Lord is at work in New Albany, and he's draining the enemy's influence, and he's draining the enemy's resources, that there is a wanting, that there is an emptiness, that there is coming an end of the line, you ought to praise him this morning because regardless of what you can see with the natural eye, there is something that is happening. There is a tide that is shifting. And so we keep praying. We keep praying. You keep praying for that daughter because they are beginning to be in want. She's beginning to be in want. You keep praying for that son because he is beginning to be in wound. He's running out of money. He's running out of resources. He's reaching the end of the rope of rebellion. He may still be running. You may not see them and think maybe they're doing okay. They're not doing okay out there. They're, they're just continuing to press forward into what's not working. But at some point, at some point, they're going to reach the end of the line. At some point, they're going to find themselves in the pig pen. Come on, I know everybody's not going to be saved, but there's going to be a lot of people that are still going to be saved. God is not done doing his work. The harvest is plenteous. We are going to see it. I've come to tell somebody that they're headed for the pig pen. I've come to tell somebody in this place that may be resistant. You're heading for the pig pen. There's going to come a moments when you come to your senses. There's going to come a moment when they awaken. There's going to come a moment when they snap to and everything begins to change. There's a stirring in the pig pen. This morning I feel somebody, Brother Brian Jackson, getting ready to say, why am I not at church this morning? This morning I feel somebody getting ready to ask themselves, why am I smoking these cigarettes? Why am I drinking this alcohol? I feel the taste of cigarettes beginning to go bad in somebody's mouth even now as I preach this word. I feel the alcohol getting ready to go sour in somebody's stomach. Come on, I feel the drugs getting ready to not work like they've worked for them before. I feel somebody getting ready to say, I've got to get right. I know that Jesus is coming back. I feel a sinner getting ready to say, it's time for me to repent of my sins because there is coming a day that if I'm not ready, I'm not going to make heaven. There's a stirring in the pig pen. Come on, this morning we need God to continue to break down everything that holds people back. This morning we need God to continue to do what only he can do. So we press forward in faith. 
So we keep praying. We keep praying because they're wanting. We keep praying because they're almost to the pig pen. We keep praying because they're about to come to their senses. Come on, there's coming a moment when the, the switch is going to flip and people are going to begin to make their way to the house of the Lord. And you don't know when that's going to be. It could be this morning. It could be right now. It could be in the next couple of hours. Come on, somebody is getting ready. To say I've sinned and I've got to get right. I want to tell somebody here this morning. You may find yourself in a pig pen. You may find yourself steeped in sin. You may find yourself far, far away from God. You may be here, but in your spirit be far from God. But I want to tell you that you're not too far away. That young man was far away, but he wasn't too far away. That young man was low. He was at the lowest point, but it wasn't too low. I want to tell somebody, you're not too low for God to bring you out this morning. I want to tell somebody that you may be hungry in the world, but if you'll come into the Father's house, you won't be hungry any longer. There will be a fulfillment in your spirit. There will be a satisfaction that only Jesus can bring you. Can I tell somebody this world doesn't care about you? Can I tell somebody Satan doesn't care about you? Can I tell somebody hell doesn't? Can I tell a young person hell doesn't care about you? Can I tell somebody hell is using people to entice you, to make you believe that, that hell has something good for you? Hell doesn't have anything good for you. Come on, you're in with hell. Will not be a good one. The emptiness that's in this world is only the tip of the iceberg of what hell is going to be like. So don't fall for the trick of the adversary this world doesn't love you but there's a father that loves you Satan doesn't care about you but there's a father that cares about you maybe today you're that young man and I don't know what maybe brought you into this place maybe you're in this place this morning and I'm only going to be a couple minutes more and I believe God's going to do a work in somebody's life Maybe you're only in this place this morning because you've reached the end of the rope. Maybe you showed up today because you're out of relationships or you're out of hope or you're out of money. Maybe you're in this place because you're out of parties. Maybe you're in this place because you just don't have the strength to go another day. Maybe you're battling suicide, wondering if life is even worth it. Maybe you're in this place today because you couldn't get to the drugs this morning and the only thing that you could think to do was to show up to church and perhaps have a little bit of strength come on you from the presence of God but whatever drove you to this place it was physical hunger that sent that young man home it doesn't matter what brought you into this place now you're where God can do a work in your life now you're where God can bless you now you're where God can make you whole he can restore you you. We don't care why you're here. There is a open arm reception waiting for you. We're ready to celebrate what God is about to do in your life. Come on, there's a stirring in the pig pen. Come on, today if somebody will surrender. I pray right now, Lord. 
Come on, you ought to begin to pray right now all across this house that somebody would come to their senses. Come on, right now in the middle of this sanctuary, God, I pray that somebody, Lord, that finds themselves in sin, they find themselves away from you, God. They find themselves dabbling in the world or living for the world with everything within them. I pray this morning, God, that they would snap to, God. I pray the revelation would reach them, Lord, that you've got plans for them. I pray, Lord, that somebody's mind, God, would come to, Lord, and they would begin to say, I'm not doing this any longer. I'm done living in the world. I'm done living in carnality. Come on, maybe you're here every service, but maybe it's time for you to say, I'm done with the carnality. Maybe it's time for you to come to and to realize there's a calling on your life and you don't need to play games with that calling any longer maybe you're in this house and the Lord's saying now is the time stop delaying somebody this morning can come to their senses somebody this morning can be stirred in their spirit and say why am I playing games why am I going through the motions come on I believe there's somebody here this morning it could be a young person that says why am I playing with God I know better I've been raised better why why am I being chill in the house of the Lord? Why am I being disrespectful to my parents? Why am I resisting the moving of God? Why am I not being a worshiper? For he has created me to be a worshiper. Why am I looking at that stuff online? Why am I talking to those friends? Why am I hanging with the wrong crowd? Come on, I feel a stirring in the pig pen. Would you begin to pray? Come on, if you feel hopeless today, there's hope in this altar. If you feel broken today, come on, there's blessing in this altar. Come on, don't feel ashamed. Don't let the enemy keep you back because of shame. Come on, I feel a stirring. I feel shame getting ready to break off of somebody. Come on, don't let the enemy keep you in the pig pen while you try to act like it's going well. Throw in the towel and let God do what he wants to do. Make up in your mind that I've sinned and I'm about to repent and I'm about to get back into alignment with the Father. Come on, that's it. Come on, that's it. Come on, no altar call. It's just another altar call. You don't know that today is the day that God chose to stir somebody up. Come on, that's it. Come on, on a Sunday morning, there's a stirring in the pig pen. On a Sunday morning, God brought somebody in here to stir them up. On a Sunday morning, you may have thought we were just going to have a nice little service and go our way, but somebody's about to be forever changed. Somebody's about to come out of what's had a hold of them. Come on, young people. Come on. If you are held captive by the adversary, I bind every spirit of hell that's got a hold of you. Come on, young people. Yay. Come on, there's a teenager that's about to make up their mind that I'm going to live for God and I'm not looking back any longer. There's a teenager that's about to make up their mind that I've gone back and forth long enough that this world has nothing for me and I've just received a lifelong revelation that this is where I'm supposed to be. That the parents that God has given me to raise me in the truth 
are right and I'm wrong and I've got to submit myself. Come on, would you pray with somebody else? Would you pray for the lost of our city this morning? Come on, I pray for every sinner right now in New Albany. I pray for every sinner in Tim. I pray for every sinner in Louisville. I pray for those that are living in rebellion, that are living in stubbornness. I pray for those that are bound by the spirit of iniquity. I pray for those that are addicted to the things of this world. I pray for those that are bound by the spirit of lust. And I pray that there would be a stirring in the big pen this morning. Reach them at the house, oh God. Reach them while they're driving down 65. Reach them while they're driving down 64. Reach them while they're on the job this morning, God. They're in the big pen, but they're about to come to their senses. They're in the big pen, but revelation is coming. Authority is coming to destroy the holds that the devil has on them. Come on, revival and harvest are coming to Jeff. Come on, revival and harvest are coming to Louisville. Come on, revival and harvest are coming to this metro. There's a stirring. I know our society seems like it's out of control. I know our society seems more perverse than ever before. I know our society seems like a pig pen, but there's a stirring in the pig pen. God is up to something. God is up to something. Breakthroughs on the way. I feel a jail breaking, ready to happen. Come on, I would invite everybody forward right now. I would invite, if you don't need this, or somebody that needs this. Come on, I would invite everybody forward. Come on, there's a prodigal, there's a sinner that needs you to be fighting for them. There's a prodigal and there's a sinner that needs you to be pushing against hell, that needs you to be praying against what has a hold of them. We need the veil of deception to be lifted. Lord, right now, let the veil of deception be broken in this metro. Lord, right now, let witchcraft be drained all the way down, God. Lord, right now, we re-subdue Jezebel. We command her to be put in bay, to be shut down. Come on, that's it. Come on, that's it. Come on, why don't you just begin to lift your hands and say, God, I'm yours. Why don't you just begin to lift your hands and say, God, I'm yours. Come on, if you're back in the pews, why don't you lift your hands? If you're in the pews, don't walk out of here and let the enemy have his way. Don't let him keep a hold on you. If you're in the pews, you need to know you're not here on accident and that the Father is reaching for you, that the Father's telling you come home, that the Father's telling you give it up, surrender. Come on, that's it, come on. If we've got some first responders that can find somebody that's in the pews and say, would it be okay if I prayed with you? Come on, souls are on the line every service. You want to find somebody in the pews and say, would it be okay if I prayed with you where you're at? Come on, we can't just come in and go through the motions. We've got to fight for every last soul. 
Come on, we've got to fight for every last soul. There may be somebody that's not sure that they're ready to make their way home, but you going to them could be what they need. You extending a hand of greeting and of love and of concern could be what they need. Come on, somebody can get the Holy Ghost in the pews right now. Come on, that's it. Right now, Lord, all the way to the back, would you begin to do your work? Come on, saints of God, look, would you help us pray? All the way to the back, God, would you do your work right now? Would you stir them up, God? Would you stir them up, oh God? Would you let, Lord, hopelessness begin to be broken, Lord? Would you let them give you their emptiness, oh God? Come on, that's it. Come on, there's still people that you can find, that you can pray with. I lose faith right now all the way to the back. I lose faith right now all the way to the back. From one side to the other. Come on, we're not done. That's it. That's it. Sometimes you get to that place where you think, all right, that's it. And God's saying there's still somebody. That if you'll press a little bit longer, there's somebody about to make up their mind. If you'll pray a little bit longer, somebody's about to come to. If you'll pray a little bit longer, somebody's going to hear what the Spirit's saying. If you'll pray a little bit longer, they're about to lift their heart toward God. And He's about to come down. Come on, He's about to come down. 